Hello and welcome to the Inner Know podcast with Janelle Bridge, where we talk about everything spiritual development. Let's go. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to my podcast. So today I have my husband, Dan, with me. Um, You guys have been asking for this, so here it is. Welcome, Dan. Hello. (laughs) We're literally sitting in our bedroom with the door shut, the dogs are locked out, the kids are away, and it's like, wow, we have some opportunity to actually jump on and record a podcast for you. And I don't even know what this is about. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm winging this. I know how you overthink. So I thought we've got some questions here that people have asked us to answer through my Instagram. And I thought if I tell you these before we go on, you're just going to overthink them. Okay. So let's just chuck them. Let's just chuck them at you. Well, hopefully they're not about spirituality. <laughs> no, they're not. So for background on us, Dan and I are, I'll be 37, you'll be 40 this year, and we've been together for 23 years this year. So um, that's kind of why I think people have so many questions because we've been together through for such a long time and um, been so many different versions of ourselves along the way. We have two children. Both of them are a little bit neurospicy, um, a.k.a. they're fucking handfuls. <laughs> Our life is very different to living in the mainstream and um, I feel like we've been able to achieve a lot of things because of each other. Would you agree? Mainly me. Oh. I'm only joking. All right, let's get these questions. I don't know. All right, first one. Not about. How do we approach disagreements? What do you mean disagreements? Like, like a, if you're a fight between us? A fight or like something we need to bring up. Well, I usually go quiet and you normally <laughs> like... Try to kick my ass. No, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. I actually don't know. I feel like you used to sulk and not talk about it, but I do feel like we're getting better at talking about things now. It's probably true. Mm. Yeah. I feel like we get such limited sulking, as in yeah, just don't don't, don't talk, talk much. Yeah. And I say, what's wrong? You're like nothing. I'm like I'm psychic. I know something's wrong. Um, it's definitely better to just to get it over and done with. I think. Yeah, and just, absolutely. Just talk about it and get it over and done with. Mm. And that doesn't mean that it happens every time like that. Mm. Um, but. I think, yeah, I think a lot of time I just sit there and think, oh, let's um, let's deal with this, mm. whatever it is. And, and it, did, it might not be much. It depends what it is. Like if it's just sometimes we're just annoying each other because life with children and stuff is annoying. So I know often sometimes I'll say, let's just go to the gym and talk about this after we've been to the gym because that can snap us out of our own shit. I feel like you hold a grudge a bit more than me though. <laughs> I can just kind of get over it or and like an hour later and I can come in a room and I'll be like, well, you crack the shit still. That's because like, you're the one that's doing the annoying stuff, not me. Okay, maybe. Right. <laughs> you're the one that's getting snappy. So I, I suppose the answer to that question is talking about it. Is... And just, yeah, moving through it quickly. Like I feel like we don't get enough alone time, so we're not going to waste our time. I really don't like wasting our time arguing or holding on to shit. So I guess it's like we're not like, all right, we'll have a fight. All right, divorce, see you later. Well, I'm going to skip down the list of the questions <laughs> because someone has actually asked, and I think this is from where they're coming from within their relationship, what is your saving grace when you feel like walking away? I don't feel like walking away. I have felt like walking away in the past, but not for a long time. I think sometimes I just, I personally just need a little bit of a space and I'll, I'll just. For me or the kids? Oh, both. <laughs> Yeah, but I would, Fair. No, if walking away, I don't know if I was, yeah, walking away, it's just never really gotten to that with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Janelle's the one that, like, threatens it the most. Oh, my So goodness. maybe. <laughs> I feel like I, I don't threaten it, but, like, I definitely go, oh, my God, I just want to walk out of this house and not come back. I feel like that's an overwhelmed mum thing. That's anyway, a relationship. So that's I guess back to the question, like, for me, 
I, I kind of just separate for a bit. I, I just get in the car and go for a drive for a little bit. Yeah. And maybe just get something to eat. You always and get KFC. Go, get KFC. <laughs> or go to the gym or something. And then it doesn't take me long to um kind of, you know, snap back into normal mode. Mm. Um, so it's never really escalated past anything crazy far. These days. I can't remember. There was definitely more toxicity early days, definitely. I can't even remember 20 of years course. ago. Of course. But um, okay. Mm. Do we have the same love lang- languages or have you had to adopt? Oh, we adapt? Did, well, I know I didn't even know what this love language thing meant. <laughs> Until I started feeling uh, yeah. you on them. Yeah. Oh, not me. But we certainly, don't, we certainly <laughs> don't have the same. No. We certainly don't have the same because Janelle, as I'm sure if you listen to the podcast, would know that she would say that she likes words. Mm. And I think words are not really a guy type masculine thing to uh, to do. Like she just wants to say some say something nice to me or whatever. Where if I'm feeling bad, if someone says something nice to me, it doesn't really make a difference. Mm. It doesn't penetrate through. I just still feel bad or I'm unhappy. Um, you can't. I can't be talked into it into you know into something where Janelle seems to be able to. So yeah. Your love language is words, and what would you say mine is? Um, I feel that mine are words of affirmation and physical touch, and I feel that yours is physical touch and acts of service. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So you, I don't think it's a masculine trait, but I think it comes down to love languages, and, like, for you, words is not something that you crave. Maybe words is something that you got a lot of when you were younger um, because they say that our, our love languages can be what we didn't receive as much as kids and I definitely didn't get words. I got lots of quality time and acts of service, but I definitely didn't get words. Yeah, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think I understand that, that that's yours now. And, um, yeah, sometimes I do yes. have to. You're not the best some, at it. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm the best at it, but in the back of my mind, I, know I literally can be sitting there and oh, she wants me to say something nice to her or something. And sometimes then I do <laughs> because I know that that's what you want. Mm. And I think that's just maybe... Um, Part of the reason why that we are, yeah, mm. still connected. I feel like we. Have- so I give in away a little bit. It's like I don't really, I don't want to say nice stuff sometimes for whatever reason. I don't know why, and um, maybe it's better to do so sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we've adapted a little bit, but I've spoken about this on an earlier podcast where one of my coaches was like, "Literally, fuck love languages and stop." stop focusing on what you're not receiving and start focusing on what you are receiving. So for me, like I say, I love you to you and the kids and the dogs like a thousand times a day. And because that's what's natural for me. And that's what comes out for me. Whereas you, you are access service. So you do things for me, like you'll make me a cacao or, you know, you'll do things that make my life easier. And so if we're focused on the love language, that's not being met, then we're not seeing the, the ways in which we're being loved as well. So I feel like that's been really helpful. Okay. How do you keep the spark alive while parenting? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You're going to get awkward. <laughs> I don't know. Um, how do the spark alive? What, well, what? What, what do you mean spark? Sex life, romance, attraction. I don't even know how to answer, I don't know how to answer that one. <laughs> it's certainly uh, having kids is not the, um, the most helpful. I feel like, yeah, I like it's definitely hard at the moment because Seb is like, not falling asleep until like midnight, but I think that it has to be a priority for everyone. And I feel like it is a priority for us. And I, I often say to you, I'm like, you actually don't understand how good you've got it because I know lots of people in long-term relationships who have non-existent or terrible sex lives. I don't so, know. Yeah. And mm. as far as keeping it alive, if, mm. 
if it's not there, mm. then I don't, I don't know if it's naturally not there, then I don't know about artificially just being able to manip- manipulate something like that, um, especially in the long term. So kind of feel Do you like want to clarify like, it's, that it is there? Because the no, way you're talking, no, it sounds like... <laughs> no, it, it is there for us. I'm talking about maybe if someone else is having thoughts yeah. and they're sitting there thinking, oh, I don't have a spark, I've got kids. Um I know, I, mm. it, like we we are getting rolled pretty hard with our kids, and but I feel like whenever letter, we so have an know. opportunity, we take it. It's not that we don't want to take the opportunity; it's that we literally have a giant cock block in the form of a twelve-year-old son right now. That's true. Yeah, and yeah, kids are they're hard. But for me, I think the masculine mindset is like if it's not there, it's not there. But I feel like we're from the feminine aspect, from the aspect of a busy mum, if you're overloaded with responsibility, if you're feeling resentment, if you are literally not in your feminine at all, then you're not going to be interested. Like it's just another job that you have to do. So if you have no spark and you're listening and you're a chick, because I know that most of my listeners are women, then I would say you need to take some some stuff off your plate and make more time for you. And then naturally you're going to have more to give and you're going to be interested. But yeah, if you're not attracted to each other, then that's perhaps going to be a big issue as well. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Mm. Like if you are attracted and light stuff, then yeah. uh, take the opportunity when it comes and, Whatever um, that looks like. <laughs> and your partner, yeah. slash if it's a male, he will uh, be very happy about that. <laughs> Mostly. That's so, yeah. always worked that way. Um, how do you look at each other now versus at the start? It's like so long ago. Oh, man. Mm. Yeah, because we were like kids. 15 and 18. Yeah. Mm. Very similar. Really? Yeah, I think we're pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I don't think. I don't think much has changed um, in that regard. So, uh, yeah, I mean, life has changed, but as far as just um, so personal relationship mm. between each other, it's for me. It's I don't can't pick anything. It's it's um, it's a, it's a hard one to answer. It's hard one to answer. I look at you with more respect now than I did then, and more understanding and compassion. Yeah, I wanted to say that as well, but that's <laughs> you don't do honestly, that. No, no, that, that's that kind of goes back where I was yeah. thinking it, but yeah. I didn't say it to the the um, love language thing. Yeah, and you often say that to me, like I'm like, why don't you tell me I look nice? And you're like, because I'm sitting here thinking it. And I'm like, but you don't say it, and it's like you don't naturally yes, but- speak all your thoughts, whereas. If you're listening to my podcast, I speak everything that comes into my mind. <laughs> well, currently you can read my mind, so. Yeah, well, I can. You should be able to. I mean, you shouldn't <laughs> say it. Um, what else? Okay, this one. You'll like this one. So Dan is not woo-woo, but you are. How does that work? And how can he be supportive of you even if he doesn't understand what the hell you're talking about? I, I guess I'm learning as mm. far as I'm learning um, about it. I've, as Janelle's been into this kind of stuff for a number of years now. So, um, and supportive, well, I just because I'm not woo-woo actually doesn't mean I don't believe in it. So I actually do believe in it. Yeah. And I think I didn't at the start, and I do think that over the time, over the years now that um just hearing Janelle's stories and just, just being around, um, that I've learned a bit and become a bit more understanding and more of a believer. But it's still not my thing, but uh, I understand it. And um, I know that's what Janelle likes to do. And it's a good thing what she does. I know she's always trying to help people and stuff, so I'm always supportive in that because I think that I'm that way uh, minded as well. Like I mm. kind of feel like I'm, I'm helpful. Mm-hmm. So I think just trying to be a good person and trying to help people is always it was always good. Mm. 
And yeah, I think that's just uh, my mindset. And I think we put labels on things as well. And it's so fine to call things woo-woo, but being spiritual, you know, for me is not about like, oh, I'm talking to my guides and I'm talking to your loved ones and I've got crystals. And I mean, I have all that stuff and I do all that stuff. But for me, being spiritual is like owning my shit and calling myself out on my own shit and getting to know myself on a deeper level and other people too, seeing them more deeply, having more compassion. So it's really just a step towards being a better person. And I was talking about this with my coach yesterday. I was like, fuck, it's annoying sometimes to be aware because someone pisses you off and you're like, fuck you. Like you were just an asshole. Whereas when you're doing the personal development, the spiritual development, I can be like, okay, Dan wasn't being an asshole. There was this need that wasn't being met. So I feel like it makes me a better, a better wife and a better mom. Even if I do have like moments of craziness when I'm having these realizations. Um, how do we let things go? How do we step into forgiveness quickly? Uh, I think for me, it's just understanding that there's not a lot of point, um, holding onto grudges too much. Mm. I feel like I'm, I'm probably better at letting things go than you, That's not um, between us. And I'm not saying that you don't, but I'm saying that I might be a little bit faster, mm. but I do think maybe what have we been together 20 or so years and maybe just can disagree about something and it's just like, oh, what's the point arguing about it for ages? Mm. We've been together 20 years. We're not going to uh, uh, chuck it in now because of this one thing. So just kind of move through it. Mm. Um, I think that's just because we've yeah, got the the time between us. So I look at the time as a positive Yeah, where a lot of people might look at it as a negative. Mm. So <clears throat> that's maybe just my, my mental. And I think it's down to what you're trying to let go as well. Like, obviously, we're talking about, like, parenting, like, oh, one of us snapped at the kids or one of us was in a mood and snapped at each other. Like, I don't feel that there's been really big, like, we've had big arguments and big fights and we've been hurtful to each other. But I think we both understand that that's from a place of burnt out parenting. It's not from a place of of intention. Um, I don't feel we've had anything massive to let go between us. So I totally can understand if anyone's listening to this that, it's not that simple to just be like, oh, we've been together for 20 years. You know, if there's been infidelities or, you know, I know I've got clients that I'm coaching who their partner has spent or lost a lot of money and things like that. And I know that that's really hard to work through. But one thing I always come back to is giving your person the benefit of the doubt, give it, truly believing and knowing and seeing that they're a really good person and they're not choosing to say or, or hurt you or whatever it is as well. So I think that, you know, it depends on the situation, but if we look at our arguments, they're pretty surface level shit. Yeah, of course. And understanding each other's point of view is also, as I said, understanding is an yeah. important thing. Where I understand why you might have snapped or why I might have snapped at this yeah. reason. And um understanding why you might feel that way about why I done it or you done it. Mm-hmm. Um but as you mentioned with other things, there's some there's probably other, some other people can have some big issues than yeah. what we've had. Yeah. And I think um we've just never had to deal with anything um super big. And we've always seemed to have each other's best interests at heart. I think in the end, yeah. like it's not it's I not think, something that we're trying to do to, to hurt each other. It's always best interest. And uh, Yeah, I think that saying that we've never had to deal with anything big is interesting. I feel like we've never made choices that go against what we promised. I think that's important to remember as well. Like the respect that we have for each other is, is huge. Um, and I think that that's where it starts to go wayward if you – are lying and one thing about you is you're really fucking painfully honest so that's difficult <laughs> you know what I mean like I think it's different to forgive things where you've your trust has been broken would you agree I think 
No, it's harder to forgive things when the trust has been broken. Not easier. That's what I said. No, I think he's got it the way around. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, I feel like whenever it's surface level things, it's emotional. It's like, oh, you hurt me when you said this or you hurt me when you did this or whatever it is. It's not like you've destroyed the trust in our marriage. I have never felt that way with you. Yeah, and that's understandable. Mm. Um, And, yeah, luckily we haven't had to deal with that kind of stuff. Luckily? (laughs) Well, it's just the way we are. We, You know, it's just the way that we are programmed. So not everyone is programmed like us. So everyone's going to have different relationships. Well, it's a choice, really. um, Yes. It's a choice. And we have dealt with big things. Like I feel like we lost our business in COVID. We lost our income and we have some, some kids who are not your typical kids to raise and, you know, you're so hands-on with them. It's not, it hasn't been an easy, easy ride. So don't think that we're sitting here in a little picket picket fence house with a perfect life because it's definitely chaotic. But I think it comes down to, yeah, what, what it is that you're having to forgive and how easily that can be. And whether you want to, like sometimes you might not want to forgive and that's okay and you might want to walk away. But, but me, you know, I guess people do change as well mm, over the, um, mm. people can change over a long period of time. And we've seen that with uh, people that we know yeah. that have changed. But I I do think that we haven't, personally, I don't think we've changed too much morally. No. We've always been the same kind of person on the inside. I feel like we've changed so much in identity (laughs) and I feel like that's what allows us to stay together is that you give me, like I feel like there's been so many versions of me and the things that I'm interested in and the way that I show up, but I'm still that that person with those values and those morals and that attachment, if that makes sense as well. Yeah, deep down still Mm. the same person and that's I think where it gets back to the question earlier where it's like how do you view another? Mm. don't think it's too much different. Like I still think it's the same person Mm -hmm. on the inside um, the outside changes, things you do, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But that's just um, those things can kind of come and go in life, but mm-hmm. the inside is still very much the same. Mm. But I think, yeah, in other people's relationships where the inside of other people can change, then walking away and um, things like that can become more of a, mm. uh, I suppose, a um, a reasonable thing to at least consider and look into. Like just because we come from a marriage that is long-term doesn't mean that long-term marriages is the most successful outcome for everyone here. Like if it's toxic, if things are fucking up, if you're not happy, then you, you deserve to leave. You deserve to be happy. But we're talking about where we're at and how we let go of things. Um, another little tip, and this is going to go into the next and the last question. So how to encourage open and vulnerable communication. Um, do you want to answer that? Do you want me to start talking first? Uh, you feel free. <laughs> so one thing that I really have loved to adopt and I found it really helpful for me is the story that I tell myself. So it's a Brene Brown um, researched kind of thing. When you're feeling a certain way, that's only the conclusion that you've jumped to, unless that person has told you that specifically. So silly example, but like probably so standard in so many households is when I was working through COVID and I'd come in and there'd be dishes in the sink, I would pop, right? I would be like, there's fucking dishes in the sink. And you'd be like, oh my God, like you've just come in and started yelling about the dishes straight away. And I'd be like, yeah, well, I've been working and I come in, there's dishes in the sink. And it was just like this stupid, like rams butting heads about the dishes in the sink and Dan couldn't see why it was such an issue for me and I couldn't see why if it was such an issue for me why he couldn't just do the bloody dishes you know until I tapped into the story that I was telling myself was that he was like yep you can go out there and work and then you can come and do the dishes too because I'm not doing them for you which is a silly story and it's a conclusion that we jump to but it's always the story we tell ourselves about a certain situation that hurts us more than the situation So I like to sometimes begin communication when I remember with the story that I'm telling myself right now, instead of like, when you do this, I feel like this. And it's a lot less accusatory, if that makes sense. Accusing people is never good. (laughs) No, because it puts you on the defense. So when I say, 
oh, when you don't tell me that I look nice, the story I told myself is you never think it. And then we can open a conversation where you're like, well, no, I do think it. I just don't say it. It doesn't flow out easily. Yeah, some people talk better mm. than others. Some people look for words and look for um, the, conversation. You, you right, I don't as much. I'm just right now. You think words are bullshit. No, I don't think they're bullshit. You do but so, just, you've talked not, that before. It, they don't work for me, yeah. but I understand they work for you. Yeah. Uh, but people yeah. can also bullshit with their words too, as we know. Yeah. Because mm. when Everything men lie, works. women buy. Yes. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. But I say that because, like, that's, you know, words are important for me. But I think asking for what you want is really important and how to encourage that open and, and safe spaces for vulnerable communication is safety too, like, is to go, okay, well, that might, I'm sure some of the things I bring up to you sound ridiculous. 100%. <laughs> like this morning. I and I just listen because I just know that you just want to talk. Yeah. And that's fine. But, some like, this morning I was like, I think I said something along the lines of, can you just tell me that I'm not, <laughs> that I don't suck at everything? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what I said? And you're like, you don't suck at everything. Don't be silly. Yeah. Mm. And that's that was enough. And, and, that was all I needed. And, some, and for, for some reason that can work for you. <laughs> yeah. Where if I feel like I suck at everything and I say, tell me I don't suck at everything, and you say, no, you don't suck at everything, I'm still thinking, sitting here thinking, fuck, I suck. But I think you that, can't talk, I can't talk myself out of it. I think that I know though that I don't, and sometimes I can feel those those thoughts creeping in, and I'm like, you know what? I just want a little bit of hand to push them away before I get sucked into those thoughts that I just suck at everything. For context, I was cleaning the house, and I was like, why do I suck at cleaning the house? And oh, why can't I organize this? And I was going down that kind of track of of bullshit that we do sometimes. So. Any other tips for opening safe, vulnerable communication? I want to add one. I want to say talk about it as quick as you can. When we sit on things, it, like, can open the divide bigger because you both sense the divide and then by the time you talk about it, it's such a big issue and it didn't need to be such a big issue. So, again, we talked about a couple of episodes ago, opening that throat chakra, just talking about something straight away so that the emotional charge behind it isn't massive and it isn't already causing a divide. I think that's really important as well. Yeah, and I don't do this as in because it's more that you would do it and mm. I can see that it could be handy for somebody just to, uh, and it's more like if you've got someone who's you, as you said, just talk about it, but actually just quick tip, be the person, say, all right, I'm going to, let's bring this up, let's mm. talk about it. Actually do it. Mm. Or I've got an issue, all right, let's bring it up, let's talk about it. So, hey, hey, honey, let's talk about this, what's going on, mm-hmm. instead of just sitting on it. And um, it's easy for me to say because you're more likely the person to be doing it mm. towards me than me, you, but um, whoever's listening, it, yeah, it can help. Yeah. Just pull, no, just like pull the trigger on it. it. Just pull the trigger on it yeah. and um, get it out in the open and clear it up. And that's for all relationships. That's just not romantic relationships, like friendships, all of it. The more we sit on it, the more that it actually, it's like if you picture two boats and it's like they just start like drifting apart, that's what we do when we sit on our shit and we build resentment. So to talk about something as quickly as you are calm about it. So if you're really angry, probably don't talk about it then. Probably go have a workout, go for work, whatever. Walk KFC. Out, go get KFC, bitch to your best friend on the phone, whatever you need to do. And then when you're feeling in a calm space about it, I would say address it as soon as possible so you can move forward and not make it bigger than it is. Yeah, because you don't want to be butting heads. Well, the other that's, thing that's that happens not, is and, like... And that happens, but you don't... The, I suppose it's always going to happen between people, but minimising the time yeah. is always going to be better. So you can get on to other things and, uh, yeah, mm. move on. And what I find is if I don't bring something up, it'll come up when it's not supposed to come up and it'll come up in a fiery, not-so-kind way. So yeah, I think communication is really important, even if, like us, we have kids being like, man, dad, every time we literally start talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Said, Annabelle, go away. 
<laughs> Let us finish our fight, please. <laughs> Why are you fighting? We're not fighting. We're having a talk. We're, We're fighting because we can't. We can't fight. <laughs> anyway. Thank you guys for asking us these questions. I hope that you found it helpful. Um, Dan is very much like me and that we're super open and honest and we'll never sit here and be like, oh my God, life is a honeymoon all the time and you should aspire to have a honeymoon marriage like we do. We definitely don't. Um, I'm so grateful and I love our marriage, but you know, sometimes you drive me fucking crazy and sometimes I do fantasize about living by myself in the forest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me too. By yourself in the forest. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you have other questions around this kind of stuff, send them in and we might be able to jump on and do another one for you. Thanks for coming on. No worries. Bye.